ballgame around here. A new sound spectacular. Sean Salisbury. The NFL quarterback, Sean Salisbury. The USC time friend, Sean Salisbury. Brian LaLima. Can't stop addicted to the shindig. Chop, chop, it says I'm gonna win big. This is the all-new Sean Salisbury Show. Good morning, Houston. Welcome into the Sean Salisbury Show here on Sports Talk 790. You can also check us out on that free iHeartRadio app. Sean Salisbury, Brian Lima, Ryan Money, Lance McCullers Jr. will not be ready for opening day. The Cougars beat Tulane 89-59. They have at least a share of the regular season AAC title. And the Pac-12 and college football struggling to find a media deal. Sean, Ryan, good morning. Lance McCullers. Hey, what's up? What's up? How do I say what's up? Lance McCullers. He's not going to be ready for opening day. There's a couple guarantees in life. <laughs> Stop it. That's not how we're starting. <laughs> I'm kidding. Lance not being ready for spring training. <laughs> oh, Bregman's one of the most hated players as well as Altuve in baseball. Uh-huh. And the Astros win the division. Those are three things that you can guarantee going into camp. But I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, I, I'm trying to add a little light to the McCullers thing because it's frustrating. <clears throat> um, because I don't want tightness or soreness to end up in surgery. Does that make sense? Right. So I'm trying to add a little, listen, it's not a, it's not a dig. It's just in good fun. But I am right for the last couple of years. When strange spring training starts, it's a little late to the party, right? It's a small but, muscle strain. Yeah, well, strain bugs me. Okay, it bugs me. Not bugs me that I'm mad. Bugs me for him that he may have to, that he's going through this thing again for whatever reason. So um, my point is, and like I said, He's one of our favorite guys on this show. Right, We've said that about Lance's. Right. So, you know, sometimes instead of beat beat it down or beat a dead horse, are we allowed to say that these days, or is that like against PETA? Uh, let's back ask for the our, horses. Let's, yeah, is it? It's I was going to say, let's ask our PETA. But what if expert, the horse is already Ryan dead? That, yeah, what if the I'm horse the is dead? And we didn't beat it. Yeah. Well, you're the streets expert. Streets I mean, expert, like, yeah. which leaks into PETA, which leaks into HIPAA. But yeah, right. no, I can confirm that uh, it's kind of abusive against horses, man. Why you got to drag horses into this? You know. Wild horses. Um, Keep dragging yeah, me away. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Mm. Cut, right? That's a, that is a good cut. Um, I, I, okay, you well, can, can still you be a dead bird? No, because it's well, You would say fly, that, though. You no. Would, no, you'd, oh, nice. You would say, <laughs> though, you would say, hey, man, let's not, uh, let's not beat a dead rat. That would be something like you'd say for your mixed metaphor. Right, right? mixed metaphor. Is it a mixed metaphor Thursday? You just let me know. Yeah, go ahead. Right. No, no, no. It's got to be, it's got to be organic, natural. So well, I just what, made it natural. So let's not yeah. what? Let's not let, let's not beat a dead pigeon. Right, exactly. No, no. pigeons, we don't want to shoot them either. Pigeons are hanging out in the Walmart yeah. parking lot. Yep. Or in the Or they're they're, they're on uh, John Wick. Did you see that with the uh, wasn't worth pigeons in the oh no, home alone. Aren't those oh, birds yeah. are those in the in the park? Yeah, pigeons. Yeah, in the yeah. You know, home alone Christmas. Home alone too, lost yeah. in New York. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like what I call it, Home Alone Christmas. They were both yeah. at Christmas. My bad. Correct. Um, so you know, we 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 joke trying to add a little light to it because it'd be too easy to beat a, a, a dead ant. You know what I'm saying? There we that that sounds yeah. better. A, a dead June because bug. no one likes ants. A dead uh, right. You don't want to beat a dead a dead ant, mosquito. Right. right. There you right. go. Right. Nobody likes better. them either. Right. So trying to add something to it, and and let's let's keep. Um, our legs crossed instead of our fingers crossed. See, we're mixed everywhere. Toes crossed. Yeah, let's, I can't. Yeah, cross. Can you cross your toes? I can't. Yeah, I'm big doing right toe now. and middle toe. I can't do it. What? My the, the flexibility in my toe, big toe. Honestly, I can't. Really? I can't maneuver it left or right very well. I mean, it's it's weird. 
I mean, it's, it's strong. It's thick. Okay, I just can't. I, I can't. Uh, we're talking I don't about know toes? how. People, yeah, I don't know how people cross their toes. It's weird to me. Yeah, yeah. I haven't been able to do it since middle school. Yeah, exactly. All those bowling injuries. Yeah, it's a tough. Hey, man. It's, it's tough. tough out there on the hardwood. It sure is. So with Lance. You know, maybe we're using a little reverse psychology. Oh, okay, shocker. But if it listen, if it takes two extra weeks or three extra weeks to get him right, where there's no tightness or strain, let's do it. Because strain leads to something more severe, leads to something more severe. And the last thing any of us want to hear in this city is in July, McCullers is still out because of his because of that strain led to something else, right? right? So he knows his body, they know it. Let's hope he gets right. But if I am the Houston Astros, I am preparing as if we ain't having him for two months. That's how I'd prepare. And if you get him, what a great bonus it is to get that dude back, right? So let's all, I mean, I hope it's, this is all hyperbole and that we're nowhere near having to worry about him being gone long. But if you're not concerned, then you're not paying attention. Right. That's just the facts. If you're not concerned, you're not paying attention. I think the fact that it's been over a week and then he went a couple of days without speaking to the media. And we have some audio that we'll play next segment. But he basically said that he needed a couple of days to get himself together. That's concerning to me. Because, yes, I know it's, it's he says it's a small muscle strain. The MRI did show no damage in his UCL. He did have Tommy John. So that's a good sign. But what do we know about Lance McCullers? We've known he's got great stuff, elite stuff. He's at the top of your rotation, one of the, one of the top pitchers in your rotation, but yet he's dealing with another injury, and he's not going to be ready for opening day. So what does that do? If he's not going to be ready for opening day, it's not going to be the week after opening day. It's not going to be the second week after opening day. Like, let's be he's real. He's going to have to go through again his own spring training type of training to get himself he's, back on the mound. He's going to first. He says he said yesterday, and again we'll play the audio next segment. But he said that essentially. He's not going to be able to play catch for another couple of weeks. Okay, so then when he starts playing catch, he's got to also do rehab, whatever that looks like. Then what? Whatever then go to an assignment. Then he's got to then then he's got to go through spring training on his own. I, it's not out of the question then that we might start, not see him a, until then May. Get a, then get a what? A start in minor leagues? Yes. I'm going to tell you right now, you shouldn't. If you're counting on him in April, you're probably making you're, a huge. You're not well, you, it's, it, it gets to the point. Another week of this. Ten days more of not pitching. Where he said two, two more weeks, like he said, a couple of weeks. Yeah, you're you're going to end being halfway. That'll take us to March 10th, something like that. And then you're only a. I think opening day is like the 28th this year. It is. It's a All Thursday. Right, so, so so with that, so he'd have to make 30th, that time up. 30th, sorry, he'd, March 30th. he'd have to go back to restrengthening the arm on the mound, probably flat, right, mm-hmm. and then get on a mound. And the next thing you know, old Jed's a millionaire. We're a month in. If if what he says that it's not, it's going to be minute, like two weeks before he can start throwing again, playing catch. You ain't seeing him in April, brother. No, no way. And you should count your blessings if you get him in sometime in May. Probably. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see him until June. And Honestly, that's, that's not that's not a hot take. It's not hyperbole. It's not hyperbolic. Well, no, this is just going by him saying when he's going to start playing catch again. Right. For me. That is, that's why I'm saying if you're, and they will, Dusty in this front office, and I'm sure Dana Brown, the rest of them will, prepare as if you're not going to see Lance anytime soon. And that's okay as long as everybody else takes and realizes the sense of urgency with, you know, the Hunter Browns of the world. I'm not mm-hmm. worried about them getting ready, but this is his first spring training going in knowing, meaning Hunter Brown, that he's going to be 
in the starting five. He's now in the right. he is now your fifth starter. Right, right. You're gonna know there is no question about it. That's right. He's gonna know going in that last year when he went in, oh, okay, impressive. Go to the minor leagues and show us again. And what did he do? He went to the minor leagues and showed you and then got his opportunity. Now he's going in saying, You're you know, you are one of the big dogs. And so you go right from here, head back to Minute Maid, let's go play. So yeah, I, I'm not counting on <clears throat> I'm, I'm counting on Lance getting back and knowing his body. I'm not counting on him in April. And if, if, the, if the next two weeks he misses you, if physically just timeline, you can't be ready. Considering what you have to go through to get the, the protocol of going through what a pitcher needs to go through to get himself ready, right? Hell, remember last year going in? Was it last year, year before when people said, well, this is just different? Oh, it was a lock. It was last year, right? Yeah. Lockout stuff where they're like, this is just different because we're, we're already late going in. So tr- if spring training is going to be a little different. And if you have that and now you're late and just individually late, what they can't do is the, the rest of the team's moving on. they, they got to get ready to play. Guys are going to World Baseball Classic. they got to get ready for opening day. And Lance, once again, it becomes almost that self-training and getting yourself ready. And then they'll decide and he'll decide when it's time. Let's just hope this is a temporary thing. Right. That's all I'm saying. Temporary means short-term temporary. And, and then we can be, get back going. And if that's what it takes, a couple extra, so what? Now, if we were had two good starters and three questionable starters, I'd be like, okay, you're going to have to grind and score a lot of runs in April. And the bullpen's going to see a lot of work, and you don't want to overwork them, especially early, as good as they were. It was perfect the entire year for the most part. They ne- we never got to a point where we said, I know we got to a point where said, this can't continue. And guess what it did? Their success continued all year long. So now it's, you get to a point, it's like, okay. We want to make sure, and they're in position with Abreu and this group to score more runs, which is devastating for other teams. If you really want the truth, they're a it's ridiculous. Yet, you know this: if your pitching staff is not ready, and they will be, then the pressure to score six and seven runs a night's too much, and you're not going to have to with this pitching staff. So, and remember the Verlander thing. There's, there's still, I'm sure there's that not insecurity, but how are we going to be this year? Yeah, uh, there's got to be. Everybody's you're everybody's playoff game because you're the, you've been the big dogs for six years now, and now you're World Series champion. So the pitching staff getting ready, and they will gear up and be ready to go. And I am sure this team's also keeping an eye on what's available. Which one of these guys could, if we needed a sixth man, and we didn't want to disrupt the bullpen, which one of these guys can we get to be that other starter while Lance is out? If we if we somehow happen to sneak into a six man rotation schedule wise, right? Yeah. But Hunter Brown, the time is now. And if you're Forrest Whitley, I hate to say through an injury, but if you're Forrest Whitley, when somebody has the door open for you, you better kick that bitch all the way through. It's time. Yeah, it is time. It's time. Yep. We'll talk about Forrest Whitley uh, later on in the show. Altuve and Bregman named most annoying players in an MLB fan base. We'll go through that. What did they say? about the Astros fan base. The Bleacher Report also released some offensive power rankings. Where do the Astros land on that? Dana Brown talks about Forrest Whitley. We've got audio on that as well. we got a packed show talking about the Astros, especially here in the first hour. Your Cougars also win. But are you concerned about the Astros rotation? We'll talk about that next on the Sean Salisbury Show. This is Coach Holderson. Right at the goal line. Touchdown, Cougars. You've got the Sean Salisbury Show on Sports Talk 790. Go, Cougs.
Sean Salisbury Show here on Sports Talk 790. Sean Salisbury, Brian Lima, Ryan Money. Check us out on that free iHeartRadio app. Lance McCullers Jr. Not will not be ready for opening day. He's got a small muscle strain. The Cougars beat Tulane 89-59. Some college football news. The Pac-12 struggling to find a media deal. What does that mean for conference realignments? We'll talk about that later on in the show. We continue to talk about the Houston Astros in spring training down in West Palm Beach. The big news at a camp. Obviously, we talked about it last segment. Lance McCullers not ready for opening day. He's going to try to play catch in a couple of weeks. This is what Lance McCullers Jr. had to say about the injury. Yeah, you know, I uh, had a great offseason and was incredibly excited uh, for the year. Um, felt like uh, was in an amazing spot physically and uh, got to camp early. Um, threw a bullpen here last Tuesday and unfortunately... Um, after that bullpen, nothing during the bullpen uh, raised any red flags. Just after the bullpen, into the evening, and then to the next day, has had some um, some elbow soreness and things of that nature. And uh, you know, we've been we've been obviously I've, I've been a little bit um, upset. You know, I, I was really looking forward to a great start to the camp and great start to the season. Um, anytime this happens, it's very frustrating for me for. Uh, especially for our team, you know, our fan base. Um, and I just wanted to have, you know, a great year and, and get off to a great start. And unfortunately, it didn't happen. So taking a couple days to, you know, collect myself and our thoughts. And it's uh, it's not it's not something serious. We had MRI last night. Uh, we went ahead and did an MRI. And um, everything is structurally good. Um, probably best case scenario, my, UC, my UCL is good. Um, just a small muscle strain and uh, it's going to set me back a little bit, but it shouldn't be anything like last year. It should be something where hopefully I'm, I'm playing catch in a you know, couple weeks. Is opening day? Uh, opening day is out of the question. Yeah, opening day is out of the question. Uh, I don't know if, I mean, it just because of the nature of building up through spring and the amount of um, bullpens you need and lives you need and then obviously games, it just not, it just, I mean, the, the smartest thing would, would be, uh, you know, to squat a slow pace and, and, and come back and still have the ability to throw, you know, the majority of the full season. Still hope to hit that 150, 160 innings mark, um, you know, versus, you know, rushing it and coming back and, uh, you know, risking re-injury um, or risking just not being able to be an effective part of the team. That was Lance McCullers talking yesterday to the media yesterday afternoon down in West Palm Beach. Sean, what do you think about uh, well, Mike about is, the comments? My, my, listen, I I feel like he's I'm, I'm sure he's bummed because you do you put you know he knows how much time he put in in the off season and what he did how how devoted he was and when it doesn't happen you start out. You always say 2023. You know, we all do. We go in 2023 years. My 2023 is my year. I've been through my injury. I'm ready to go. Yeah. And then you haven't even blinked yet, and you're already can't play catch for two weeks, which will end up being about three weeks, considering when he when it finally after he was he was missing a few days even before this mm-hmm. press. You know, his interview press conference. So my concern is it was his first time throwing, and he got a strain. Yeah. It wasn't like. He pitched and did lives and pitched in games and three weeks. And by the at the end of you know three weeks into spring training, he's like tired. I'll take strain and tired. That are two different feelings for me. And it's great that the that the UCLA everything's okay. MRI yeah, structurally, wise, right? Right. right? 
structure part, but the you know the strain and the muscle around it, and when you when you're building that to strengthen, you know when people have knee, people that don't know, well, if you have a knee injury and they break in, uh, they tear apart the knee and have to redo it. You know, the knee may never be 100% like you had it when it before it was surgically repaired, but the muscle around it can be stronger. Well, I had two knee surgeries. My legs were my legs become a lot stronger because you work on them harder on the rehab. You never know how the rehab's brutal, right? So with this, I, I, the, my concern is it's not tired because, man, the guy's here and spring training and, boy, what an offseason. It's the first time he went out there and threw, it's strained. So I don't know. I, I, I hold out tremendous hope that this is a full season for him. But, of course, you're a little concerned about where, how many starts is he going to get, innings, and how productive will he be. But it is, so there's no reason for us to chase a ghost right now. What do you think a full season looks like for him? How many innings? 150? Buck, buck and a quarter to buck 50. And if you can get to 20 starts, I think you'd be thrilled right now. I think one thing that it's like we discussed in the first segment a little bit off air, I honestly don't think he will take them out in a big league game until June. Well, when he said immediately, when they asked about the opening, he said, oh, that's completely out of the question. So that, that means, well, let's say two weeks from Tim talking, two weeks takes you to the middle, almost the middle of March. That would be, so let's say, let's just, okay, yesterday March was the 22nd. 10th. Let's say March yeah, 10th. March 10th, okay. Okay, then he starts throwing. And, and everything's okay. Like he feels right. We got you got to make sure it's okay. And then, right. then he ramps it up, and then he's then he's throwing full go three weeks later. So that would be that, that would be the, the week regular of season. Day. Yeah, right. first week okay. of the season. And then you got to get back to you know simulation in life. So what best case scenario? Middle of April. Best be- late April. No, I would say best. Yeah, probably late Middle April. Middle of late April. If everything goes as scheduled perfectly. Yeah. If not, you're pushing into May, and that's not negative or a downer. That's that judge. He's not throwing for two weeks. He's not right. playing catch for two weeks. So, and yeah, he, I, he said there's no timetable. So, and he for said me, he wants to take it slow. Right. So that's where I come so in, the, and I say June. There's no sense of urgency. No. There's a sense of getting it right. So when you do come back, it's quality. See, I'm not real worried about quantity. I'd love. To, who wouldn't want 175, 200 innings from him? Of course. But at this stage, you say, give me, give me quality. So, I don't know. If you get to the point you're talking about, then you're saying, well, damn, can we get 15 to 18 starts? Yeah. But I, his I just, history says he's only had one. I mean, the, the, the facts are he's had one season where he started over 25 games. And he lives in that 18 to 22 range for the most part, right? And that the average or whatever it was, he's had some below. He's had some above. I mean, yeah, I've got only his. one above twenty five. Most of them hung around twenty two. Yep, he was in twenty two starts a handful a couple times, two or three times. Uh, twenty fifteen <clears throat> game started twenty two. Twenty sixteen game started fourteen. Twenty seventeen twenty two. Twenty eighteen twenty two. I'm not even gonna count twenty twenty. He had eleven. Twenty twenty one he had twenty eight. And then twenty twenty two obviously he was hurt. Twenty twenty one was his was his his most starts in his career. And even the then with twenty eight. Game started. He probably he, didn't even innings wise. It was probably down, right? What do you think it was? Bucks fifty two, bucks sixty two. Okay, close. Yeah, that's not efficient. Oh, well, that that means you're not going very long, right? So, I, like I said, I couldn't root for him harder because I am a huge fan. But reality is, and the reality is coming out of his mouth, is that he's not throwing. He's not even playing catch for two more weeks. So, you shouldn't expect him back anytime soon. But we're fortunate that the depth in this bullpen. And the depth, meaning that you could move. We had talked about yesterday, 
if Abreu, somebody, if you had to move him in, but you got five quality starters already. One who's really young, going to get his first full season, hopefully, and then four other guys that are cagey, filthy, however you want to describe the other four dudes that have seen pressure. So I'm not overly worried about it, but depth-wise, because at some point in time, you're going to somebody else is going to miss a start or two. So that that's the part. I'm more worried about the depth and the quality start because I'm not even sure that. Hunter Brown wasn't going to take that fifth starting spot anyway. Right. I, I think he yeah. was going to be in there. I think we both agree, and right. I think Ryan also agrees that uh, Hunter Brown is going to be in that rotation. Right. So, and, and, or I mean, in some form or fashion listen, that he's going to get started. Four guys starts. you're not moving around. I mean, unless you decided because what you saw in Garcia in the bullpen that at some point in time you were going to put him there is Garcia, Javier, Fromber, and Urquidy more than likely. Mm. But Urquidy and Garcia can go to the bullpen as they were in the postseason. But Hunter Brown obviously can too. But I think their thought process is is you want Hunter Brown's you want him to lengthen out and be the starter instead of the bullpen guy. So there's four or five guys there that can you know I know four of them can do both. Yeah. The only one that wouldn't is Fromber. We've seen her, we've seen uh, Javier do both. So I am a I'm a big believer in this pitching staff more than I ever have been. I'm more excited about him going in this year than I was last year because of the success they had last year, even though Verlander's not here. So. I anticipate special, but the other side is is it uh, the, the, the reality is Lance McCullers has got a lot of work to do for you to to trust that he can give you twenty two to twenty four starts, and it's not starting the way you want to. You know what we ought to do this this uh, show today here on Thursday. We need to come up with a nickname for Hunter Brown. Um. Um. What do you think, Rhino? I thought it was downtown. Who gave him that name? Never heard of that. Yeah. I guess I just came up with it. Wow. Downtown Hunter Brown. Done. There it is. I don't know what we're going to do for the other three and a half hours. You know what? I've never heard anybody with the name Brown, last Uh name, first name nicknamed Hunt. I mean, downtown. Downtown. Never in my life. Right. What do you think? Come on, man. First off, is there ever a guy's name when you hear, hey, that's Joe Brown, Steve Brown, Mike Brown, Hunter Brown, Dana Brown. Dana Brown, have you ever heard any nickname first other than the name Downtown? No. It's always a Downtown Brown. So, no, that's not that that's not new. That's Downtown Hunter Brown. That's I, Downtown Dana Brown. No. No. Let's find let's be a little more let's reach outside Original, of our comfort zone. Yeah. Unique? Yeah, that'd be nice. Hmm. Well, you know, you can apply Hunter to it because Hunter, he goes out in there and you know hunts down hitters. I, right. I don't know how you do it, but uh, what can Brown do for you? Nice. Yeah, there nice. we go. Never heard that. Never, Never. heard that one either. That's no. real original, right? No. There's a show that the kids are into called Hunter Hunter. Maybe he could be that. Whatever that is. What is Hunter Hunter? Like a, one of the anime or something. Oh, what anime. Am, what okay. about this? I've what never about watched anime. what, what about go. this? Um, we just call him UPS. Because he delivers? And it's, what, what can, can Brown, Brown do, do for, for you? you? So okay. you just yeah. kind of short it. hey. Dusty called UPS. him, what, what did he call him last year? Young Brother Brown? Yeah, yeah Brother Brown. I'm worried the Astros are a FedEx team. I'll have to look into that. Okay. We'll have to make sure. they. It's good call. Get, yeah. We're, we're going to check sponsorships. We're going to talk to corporate. Yeah. Okay, you get on that, okay? Yeah. yeah I'm, gonna, right, I yeah, I'm about you. to get on the phone with him right now. Call Jim Crane and let us know. Let us know. Hey, the question all morning long, 
Are you concerned with the Astros rotation going into opening day? 713-212-5790. The Astros have three traditional starters outside of the core four, as I like to call them. Who are they and who's going to have to take the biggest step up for this rotation this season for the Astros? We'll talk about it next on Sports Talk 790. Change your loofah sponge monthly. Great. And right now, listen to more Sean Salisbury. That's your job, Ben. That's what you get paid for. A pro tip from Houston's official. Listen while scrubbing your butt. Morning Sports Show. Segments to go here on the Sean Salisbury Show on Sports Talk 790. You can also check us out on that free iHeartRadio app. Lance McCullers Jr. will not be ready for opening day. He's got a small muscle strain, hoping to play catch in a couple of weeks. The Cougars clinch at least a share of the regular season AAC title. They beat Tulane 89-59 last night. Dusty Baker spoke to the media this morning uh, at Astro Spring Training. This is what the skipper had to say. Talk about Lance and uh, what he said yesterday about missing opening day. No, I mean, it is what it is. You know, like, uh, um, <clears throat> you know, we just hope we get him back sometime shortly after that. And uh, we just hope he gets well. And uh, I remember we used to we used to leave Bobby Welch when I, when I was with the Dodgers. We'd leave him back every year, you know, because something in his elbow would he went on and won 200-something games, you know what I mean? So uh, it's just a temporary setback, and hopefully we have it for the remainder of the year. What kind of opportunity does this create, I guess, specifically for Hunter Brown now, as far as getting the rotation to start the year? Well, I mean, there was a good chance Hunter might have been in there in the first place, you know? So, you know, we were sort of counting on him, but, you know, what we're looking for now is, which I'm always looking for, is a surprise person. You know, surprise person that that has gotten itself together over the winter or, you know, during spring training. So, uh, yeah, this does create an opportunity, at least a temporary opportunity for some, for somebody else to shine. Has anyone stood out in that regard thus far? A surprise arm? Has anyone stood out thus far in that regard? A surprise arm? Not really. I mean, you know, you see what you see in bullpens, uh, which where it starts, but, you know, you hope it translates to the game. So... Yeah, you don't usually get surprised this early in the spring. Wait till a little later. I don't know if he qualifies as a surprise, but oh. Dana was pretty bullish yesterday on Whitley. Mm-hmm. Uh, just for him to take the next step, kind of what, what, what kind of door does this open even wider for him to then take that next step and put himself on the major league radar? Well, I mean, he's been on the radar for a long time, and uh, no, this doesn't this doesn't really affect Whitley to me, you know, because Whitley, you know, he has to. Uh, stay healthy, number one. And if he does, then the sky's the limit on what he does. I mean, you got to, like, uh, perform at a certain, at some level before you, and perform well before you come on the big league. That was Dusty Baker talking to the media this morning. Point blank facts. Yep. Dusty doesn't have to kiss anybody's backside, meaning force, whether he knows, hey, been on the radar. Now he's got to do it at the big league level. Uh, Dusty Baker was also asked this morning 
would he have considered adding a veteran starter this winter? And Dusty Baker said, quote, you got to ask the powers that be. I got the power, but not the authority. That was always a consideration for me. We didn't have a general manager in place in order to make that move. That was uh, coming per Chandler Rome, one of the Astros beat writers uh, for the Houston Chronicle. Yeah, I think it is fair. The the people are going to make the trade decisions, and he's the one when you get him, he makes the decisions on the field. And now uh, Dana Brown yesterday also with the Lance McCullers news, he said he's always going to keep an eye out for a veteran starter. Or a veteran Isn't arm. that the goal to look to improve your roster all the time? Mm-hmm. There's some names out there that, that don't have homes right now or have teams to play for. What you got to do is see what happens in spring training before you start to, oh my gosh, we're in desperate. We need somebody. This team is not there right now. Right. But another veteran arm <laughs> would never hurt. I get that. Remember who this is coming from. A guy who's been in baseball forever and seen, arm, seen arms come and go and you know, Dusty's always looking to protect and preserve, but also to make his team better. What manager wouldn't want another veteran arm? But as they were going through the transition of a GM, and, and he, uh, you know, Dana Brown will take care of his business. He knows because he's got a bunch of good arms on in Atlanta. He saw what that did for them, young and veteran. Yeah, there's a couple of veteran arms that are still available right now. Uh, Dylan Bundy, Chris Archer, Annabelle Sanchez. Bundy made 29 starts for the Twins. full flashes. I mean, durable mm-hmm. last year. What, almost 30 starts, you said? Yeah, yeah 29 I mean, starts right. for the he's, Twins. He's a big, physical, hard-throwing right-hander who had high expectations when he came in to Major League Baseball and is, had flashes of it, but... It, Workhorse numbers. That body can handle a lot of that. So that's a name that you keep an eye on as well. Uh, Chris Archer, 25 starts for the Twins. Yeah, but I didn't realize Archer got that many starts last yeah, year. Yeah, so Archer and Bundy both there right. uh, for the Twins. They were both bought out of their contract uh, contracts. And then there's 38-year-old Annabelle Sanchez. Who's had success in the league. 11 starts for the Nationals in 2022. Yep, yep. So, so those are going to be names. names. Yeah, sure they are. But Dude, it's, it, for you me, keep your eyes open it, and your ears open, but you you don't need to... You don't need to chase anything right now. And for me, I mean, we said it earlier in the show, Force Whitley, man. Like, this is your time. You got it right. Why chase in outside the house when you got stuff inside the house? You got to take care of your own in-home business. And they've got enough guys in-house to prevent you from having to go chase something outside house right now. Are you, um, are you, in, I know this is going to continue to get brought up, but are you a little more intrigued with Brian Abreu potentially Maybe getting some starts. Listen, I've always been intrigued with the talk. Mm-hmm. Well, and we and you said it too, just like I have. His stuff is elite. Oh, right. But here's the thing: he's been inconsistent. I'm just telling you, on this show, and the talk about Brian. There was two years ago, people were ready to let Brian Abreu just go. Oh yeah. I mean, he was. They say, you know what? You brought it up earlier. Yeah, like, t- listen to the talk that was right. this time last year. This time last year, going into spring training, it was okay. If you had to do somebody, who's the one who's in danger? His name was constantly brought up of not being a part of this team. He's got the stuff, but cannot right. throw consistent. Everybody, strikes. Now, listen. We've seen like that goes back to the P word potential. Can you get back to the production word? And that's what he's got. Now you got both. You saw the production, and it wasn't just production. It was unhittable. And now you talk about the intrigue of the the body type, overpowering, multiple pitches. Now it looks like he's confident between the ears. I mean, all that stuff came together. A year ago, I'm just telling you, Brian Abreu was thought by some 
and people we talked to, and people to be the odd man out going into spring training. If he doesn't, there was ifs around his name. Now we're 12 months later, and it's not if he's going to make this. Now it's if he can be a frontline starter and be a full-time go guy, give you 30 starts. That, that, that's what we're talking now. So I'm not surprised. And I would, listen, as I said earlier, this is an incredible bonus to have. I am just a little leery, not of him, of how good we were of disrupting what's there. And if, if, if or I think it was, was it, who was it, Ben? Not Ben, Ben. Who, who was our caller who brought him up? Uh, Bob. Bob. And I said, listen, I don't owe it to anybody to say, well, I'm going to, because I need you to get paid, I'm going to start you. You do because you've earned to be a starter because you're better than the guys we got. Then go prove it and you're going to get paid. And he's right about that. So listen, if it gets to the point where you actually literally sit down and say, he's better than three of our starters. Then you just adjust in the pen. I get it. I always believe it's harder to find a frontline starter than it is a one inning relief guy in the back end of your bullpen. Yeah. That should not that it's easy, but it's that's that's a lot more work. So I, I intrigued, yes, but I'm not willing. I, my guess when we start the season is that Brian Abreu is going to be coming out of the bullpen. That's all I'm saying. That doesn't mean he can't do the other, but. Well, I'm not tinkering with gold just yet. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, because with him, you were thinking low. I mean, high thoughts dropped down and dipped where he had to prove you something. Not only did he prove it, he he put a stronghold to put your foot on your throat about how good he can be. Now he's got out. Now he could sit back and say, I can do a lot of things. It's a great problem to have.